Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hey folks, before we start the show, I've got the online shopping special for the holiday season. Just for my listeners, the Clean Phone, the top brand in UV sanitizing, is now offering their top-rated, top-selling, best-reviewed wand product at 50% off and free two-day shipping. The Clean Phone Wand is a handheld UV sanitizer that helps you eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and kill viruses in seconds on virtually any surface. It uses the same proven sanitizing technology employed by hospitals. Use it on packages, groceries, keyboards, tablets, money. Take it with you everywhere. At 50% off and free two-day shipping for a limited time, it's the perfect gift for anyone who needs it. It's super portable and with days of battery life, you can take it anywhere and make sure your environment is clean and safe. COVID cases are on the rise, so get the Clean Phone Wand at 50% right now and take 60% off a second wand. Oh my God, there's more. A great holiday gift for your family and friends. Go to thenewdealshop.com. That's thenewdealshop.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I don't know any other way to fight fire, Toby. Why are you so bent on carrying these idiot leaflets? Because I am tired of working for candidates who make me think I should be embarrassed to believe what I believe, Sam. I'm tired of getting them elected. We all need some therapy because somebody came along and said liberal means soft on crime, soft on drugs, soft on communism, soft on defense. And we're going to tax you back to the Stone Age because people shouldn't have to go to work if they don't want to. And instead of saying, well, excuse me, you right wing reactionary, xenophobic, homophobic, anti-education, anti-choice, pro-gun, leave it to beaver trip back to the 50s. (laughs) We cowered in the corner and said, please, don't hurt me. No more. Merry Christmas, groovy listeners. This is Smokey Robbins. <laughs> Have a super happy Christmas and a most successful coming year. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> It's here. <laughs> From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, December 1, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. 
Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,412 of the Trump crisis. Yeah, it's still continuing, but only 15 days until Inauguration Day. So let's bring him in. Boom. Hi, Buzz. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Bob. Hi, everybody. Happy holidays. Hi, hi. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we are 62 to 90% effective. <laughs> I was uh, mm-hmm. I was almost late again today. You know, oh, it no. happens a lot. Yeah, yeah it happened again today. Today, uh, today's reason, today's excuse. I went to pull into my parking space, and there was this monolith. <laughs> well, here we are. What? Uh, not no. quite uh, three minutes into the show now, and uh, Trump just lost Wisconsin again. <laughs> I love it. I could watch him lose all damn day. Uh, the Bidens, uh, big news, the Bidens have decided to have a cat in the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, of course, is to punish the Bidens' dog for breaking daddy's foot. <laughs> uh, COVID-19 uh, is still with us. Has really now really messed up the NFL and their yeah. plans for a season. Here's, here's how you know the NFL's in trouble. Just before the show, I was invited to quarterback for the Broncos. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> Diaper Dawn. Diaper Dawn. Every morning online, you could see him there whine. He stood six foot three and weighed 239. Kind of broad at the tummy and padded at the hip. And everybody knew he had to get a grip. Diaper Dawn. Diaper Dawn. <laughs> yeah. Diaper Dawn. Diaper Don. Diaper Don. Nobody seemed to know when Don would go home, though his wife was crated up and packed in styrofoam. He wouldn't shut up about Pennsylvania now, and every time he loses, he has himself a cow. Diaper Don. <laughs> Somebody used that hashtag that weekend saying it was fairly clear that he was wearing some Depends. And a crash to his ego <laughs> caused a late night rant. So everybody'd know about the padding in his pants. Diaper Don. <laughs> Diaper Don. Diaper Don. Diaper Don. Oh. From his tiny desk, he put out a big tweet. And the coal miner said, Biden, he's a big cheat. And 80 million people put his hopes in the grave. And now there's only one who thought it was a close shave. And that's Don. Uh-huh. With lawyers and stories, they'd start that defense. Then came that rumble from Fox and Friends. And as power and billionaires started to whine, everybody knew it was the end of the line except Don. <laughs> Diaper Don. Diaper Don. Diaper Don. <laughs> Still more. <laughs> now they never renominated that worthless twit. They just put a marble stand in front of that shit. These few words are written on that stand. At the bottom of this butt lies yeah. a big, big diaper, man. <laughs> diaper Don. Diaper Don. Diaper Don. Diaper Don. Diaper Don. It's a ballad. <laughs> oh man, the great Rocky Mountain Mike. Holy crap. Absolutely. And, and you know, I the thing I love most about that song parody is that it Was went it? on and on and on. And and you know why? Because well, no one can emphasize enough the fact that 
that there was the hashtag diaper Don going around after his little teeny tiny desk presentation the other day, huh? It was huge. It was viral. It was huge, as was the diaper you could see <laughs> protruding from Trump's butt as he sat at the little tiny desk tiny with his desk. little tiny hands. Yeah, fat man in yeah. a small desk, as uh, Chris Farley used to Hilarious. say. Hilarious. <laughs> Funny stuff. And, you know, people people were saying, oh, my gosh, who in the White House uh, took a look at this room beforehand and said, yeah, this is fine. Let's go with this. <laughs> I love the theory uh, that there's someone in the yes. resistance inside the yeah. White House giving him progressively smaller and smaller desks every time he appears <laughs> in public. That's one of my favorite theories about that. Yeah. Well, let's Let's keep it up. We're going to sell a lot of tiny desks. This <laughs> that poor piece of antique chair, though, that antique chair. <laughs> oh I'm surprised that thing didn't snap into a pile of kindling under his uh, awesome yeah. girth. <laughs> I'm sure perhaps some furniture repair will be needed when the Bidens yeah. move in. Uh, you know, I saw somebody else uh, posted, uh, we should get an inventory of all the artwork and mm-hmm. all the other valuables in the White House. <laughs> Uh, before he leaves, but don't bother with the books. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're, right. they're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was great. And one of the greatest things about that story was the fact that he clearly found out about the Diaper Don hashtag. Because, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> because yeah. then he was screaming about Section 230 and about right. how the trending items are never accurate to what he thinks should be trending. So, yeah, he knows. He knows all about it. And that made me so happy. That put a grin across my face. Because I, I have no idea if he actually wears a diaper or not but i like to entertain the possibility that he might either way i mean if he's not wearing a diaper he's going to be pissed off if he is wearing a diaper he's going to be both embarrassed and pissed off so that's uh that's fine with me i've read that he's been wearing one for about 20 years uh, the effects of uh, the drug use and uh, that uh that he had to be wiped down on the set of The Apprentice. When oh they were my that, God! That show. <laughs> Thank you a, for that a, image. There was a, there was a guy whose job it was to do that to, to wipe down yeah, Donald yeah. Trump so, because supposedly, of the... <laughs> supposedly. I mean, Jesus. unconfirmed. We have a couple of sources who say, yeah, he does wear depends. Yeah, yeah. Noel Kastler's been making quite a living going from podcast right. to podcast, saying, oh yeah, yeah, Trump, Trump wears a diaper. And that's yeah, uh, yeah. that's the the best source I think that we have from, uh, yes. you know, because I guess There's, he was a what Noel was a, a writer on The Apprentice or something like that. And, he, yeah, he was part of that staff. Yeah. And uh, and I've seen at least one other uh, sort of attempt at confirmation of that that <laughs> uh, you know that he does. And and, and you know we've talked about the uh, signs of drug abuse uh, before, yeah, yeah. and uh, certainly that that came with it. You know, Elvis right. uh, died on the toilet. And again, there are so many comparisons I think between Trump and Elvis, but Elvis. Elvis died on the toilet from uh, taking too much speed, and uh, the autopsy showed that his colon was, quote, chalky and impacted. And yes, that's, it weighed 40 pounds. Yeah, and that's the effect That's the effect of amphetamines, which he took to try to lose weight. Yeah, I mean, who said all those years on the Don and Mike show was it was useless? I think that we <laughs> learned lots from uh, the Don and Mike show. You know, I, just a, a side story, since you brought it up, I because I have a side story. As the song says, I love to reminisce. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. When, when, when my own colon ruptured and nearly killed me uh, oh 20 years God. ago or whenever that was. Oh, yeah, I've had a lot of fun. Uh, but it, when that happened, uh, and this has been, like I said, nearly 20 years ago, um, I gave to my doctor, my surgeon, the surgeon who saved my life, yeah. I gave him a copy of uh, the book about Elvis's autopsy. And it began with a conversation of me asking my doctor, do you know how much Elvis's colon weighed at the time of autopsy? And he was immediately fascinated. And when I gave him the book, he was so grateful. He said, oh boy, 
beach reading. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, spending yeah. a nice, uh, nice warm summer at the beach. Lovely tropical scene. You know, a, a beverage but, sitting right there. And exactly, a, that was a his book idea. about Elvis's autopsy. That was this doctor's idea of fun. But the point of this is, is yeah. that the, the similarities, the continuing similarities that I have noticed between Trump and Elvis. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> you know, I just, I have always noticed that when Trump either sits at a desk or stands at a podium, his uh-huh. ass sticks way out. Like when he's standing yeah, at a podium, well, yeah. he leans way forward. He, he mm-hmm. almost like leans his bulk uh, against the podium itself. It's like he lifts up his stomach and lays it down on the surface of the podium and then leans way forward. So his ass is sticking way out. And if you it's see it from if, the side, you can't help yeah. but to oh, notice. Oh, it's hilarious. It's yeah. hilarious from profile. And it, it's, it, it seems to be an attempt to balance out the weight distribution. Yeah. I can't tell exactly. See, now, this is what happens to the show. Donald Trump yes. loses the election, and then we get to spend the first to, you know, 10 minutes or so talking about Donald Trump's diapers. See, to me, that's <laughs> victory. That is the... It's a little freedom. It's a little freedom we, we haven't had the luxury of having until now. Yeah, that's right. The yeah. odor of Donald Trump's diaper is the smell of freedom. Oh, stop, it's stop, stop, stop. <laughs> smell of America laughing again, right? Too descriptive. Yeah, yeah. So how was your vacation? How was your uh, Thanksgiving uh, week off? It was excellent. I mean, I did get some rest and recreation. I also got a lot of things done, projects that I've just been oh, really itching to get to. Yeah. Uh, I made uh, the best Thanksgiving turkey that's ever been made. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I did some power washing. Yeah. And extended your reach on Twitter as soon as you posted your turkey uh, tools <laughs> you know, and accoutrements. Here, here's the secret to success on Twitter, because uh, you can post all the serious stuff in the world. <laughs> but if you post a picture of your kitty cat, or of uh, of your Thanksgiving turkey or whatever. Yeah, people go nuts and you get uh, gazillions of responses. That's it's, right. It's quite a phenomenon. To, it always makes me smile to see that phenomenon. Yeah, it's all, it makes me smile and makes me uh, uh, wince all at the same time. Oh, to sure, see, see sure. what get, what gets sure. retweeted, what gets traction on Twitter. Because, you know, I'll post something that I spent, you know, most of the day on 2,000 words, 1,500 words, writing up something yeah. that I, I've been thinking about and hypothesizing and researching. And then if I, I post that, it gets a you know, decent number of uh, views on, on Twitter. And, right. and then when I post just like a random F you to Donald Trump or I say ha ha to a Republican getting COVID, uh, th- then it gets all kinds of traffic. I don't know. I don't know what works and what doesn't over there. Something but, uh, about being entertaining. I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, speaking of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as I uh, gasp here for breath. Yeah, uh, I don't. I swear to God, I don't have it. I didn't get it. But uh, that's <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like it. It sounded like you choking on your own saliva. I, that's what I did. As gross as yeah. that. That might yeah. be. That's exactly what happened. So, I mean, speaking of work, I, I worked three days out of my five day vacation. I worked. Explain. Monday, Monday, mm-hmm. I wrote a piece for Salon. So that was most okay. of my day on, on Monday. Not yeah. a vacation. Tuesday, uh, I kind of had a vacation, but I spent a little bit of it uh, on John Melendez's podcast. I got to be on a, a Stuttering oh, John's right. podcast again, and that well, was a lot of fun. That's, that's, that doesn't count as work. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of fun. And the same with Wednesday. I was on the Stephanie Miller show, as always. Right. Same thing. Well, the point is, 
I actually love doing this stuff. So to of me, course. it's not work. It's just I just do it because I enjoy doing it, especially being on Stephanie's show and so on. So it, people complain to me. They go, Bob, why don't you just take the week off? Why don't you just stop working? Why don't you just get off Twitter? You said you were going to uh-huh. take a vacation, and it's impossible for me. It really is, it is impossible yeah, for I me. Can so, tell. Yeah, I yeah. can tell. And it was for me in a way in terms of breaking news, and it never fails. When yeah. I sit down for dinner, that's when the breaking news so, you know, even on vacation, it's a time to sit down for dinner, ding, 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 uh, something comes in and, you know, I feel, well, this is really important. I need to share this right now. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I won't be doing that forever, but but it, it persists even during vacation. So I don't know if you can call it work or not, but, it, you know, I had to keep paying attention and I continued to collect stories so that, you know, 8 billion newspaper emails wouldn't pile up uh, in my absence. Yeah. Uh, so I tried to keep up with that and watch the news and watch Rachel and, you know, mm-hmm. and so these are investments in time and uh, again, not really work per se, but this sort of constant occupation coming here to do your show is not work for me. Right. It's a break. It's a break in the work that I do to prepare for my show. Well, <laughs> you know, let's, uh, let's dive in now to yeah. all of the continued fuckery that's going on with the election. I mean, I love that Donald Trump keeps losing. I mean, you joked about it in your uh, monologue. <laughs> Right. He just keeps losing and losing and losing. And I just I love observing the constant losing. It's like every day we're treated to another example of Donald Trump losing. And it's no fucking wonder because this isn't about winning anything in court. What Donald Trump is up to right now. This is entirely about the big goddamn grift. This is all about. Right. (laughs) Bilking the suckers of their hard earned money. And that and sabotaging Biden's presidency. I think those are his two main goals. When he was when he was in his mind legitimately trying to overturn the results of the election. Mm. The purpose then I think was to avoid the prosecution. He knows he's facing the minute he leaves office. That's right. That having failed. Uh, his only gambit at this point is to, as you said, raise money, but also just in case he skates <laughs> uh, to sabotage the Biden presidency, uh, uh, giving him a political platform uh, to to continue uh, raising money on. That's right. That's right. Well, I mean, since Election Day, according to Robert Reich, who posted this, uh, I believe it was yesterday, Robert Reich said, uh-huh. since Election Day, Trump has broke all fundraising records for his so-called defense fund. million so far. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing but a political slush fund for when he leaves office. Uh, Correct. And this is one of his biggest cons. This is one of his biggest scams. He's getting all of these people, all these poor suckers. I shouldn't say poor because, you know what, they're grownups. They know what they're in for. They know what they're doing, or at least they should know what they're doing. but they are deluded. They yeah. do. They they worship this man and they believe and follow everything he says. Mm-hmm. They are hypnotized in that respect. Yeah. And so uh, you know that's out the window. And as I've said before, uh, had they been better educated, they would not have been susceptible to a con man as they were. That's right. I, I love uh, I love quoting things I've seen on Twitter. I love the thing uh, that I saw that said, uh, "If you don't believe Trump is a con man, then you are the mark." Uh, and and it couldn't be more true. Uh, Trump tweeted, we cannot let Democrats steal this election from your all-time favorite president. 
I'm calling on you to fight back. No, this isn't a Twitter. This is a, a tweet. This is a, a a solicitation for donations. Yeah. And he said, I'm calling on you to fight back in all caps. Uh, and and there's that the pitch is we need to bolster our critical election defense fund. <clears throat> if we're going to keep going, we can't do this without you. So, but what is it he's doing really? Well, he's just raising money for whatever he may need, whether it's paying off his debts or a legal defense fund or haha, a run for 2024 that I don't think he'll really do, but he yeah. may raise he may raise money for a 2024 run, but he is not running in 2024. Yeah, you know, let's talk about that for a second because, uh, okay. I mean, I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree uh-huh. that he's not going to ultimately run, but what I do think that he's going to do for the next four years is pretend like he's running. Pretend, yes. because, I mean, again, exactly. the ongoing cynical cash grab. This is what this is all about. Right. This is the big Donald Trump cynical cash cash grab where Mostly he, yes yeah. yeah where he's performative he can still do his rallies these all feed his ego feed his q score feed his visibility and at the same time he can just raise all kinds of money from these deluded suckers who continue now, to support him during a recession that he caused i mean that's the great irony of it make make no mistake his other goal is to sabotage the biden presidency from within and from without uh, why does he want to do that if he isn't really going to run in 2024 yeah well because uh, the 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 lesser man in his mind beat him uh he told his people over and over again can you imagine me being beaten by joe biden of all people <laughs> yeah and, i know and the, and then they cheated six ways from sunday and still lost the trump campaign did yeah and uh, the, it, it is it, for revenge if nothing else trump wants to sabotage the biden presidency he does it from without mm-hmm. by uh, disintegrating american faith in our election system and he does it from within by purging the government of career service employees and of sabotaging the departments that joe biden is about to inherit almost at, at least trying to guarantee failure or, or at least great difficulty for Biden. And one of the first things that needs to happen once Donald Trump is gone is Congress needs to propose legislation probably coming from the House side unless you know we have a good fortune in the Georgia runoff that they need to close that big loophole. They need to make it impossible for an outgoing president to sabotage the next president. It was very obvious. I mean, I, I don't know exactly how that's going to be achieved. I mean, it almost seems like you would need to make a constitutional amendment. I mean, something that is airtight that the president will have no choice, wh- whoever the president might be, will have no choice but to adhere to the rule of law on that. Because what we've seen from Trump is you can pass all kinds of laws. doesn't necessarily mean he's going to pay any attention to it. I, I think there's, as I recall, and this was introduced, uh, what, a year, two years ago? We lose track of time. But isn't there an HB1 out there floating somewhere that is all about uh, government and especially presidential reform yep. that stands ready to be passed? The Biden uh, administration, the transition team, has made it clear that uh, their intention in this administration is to take steps to make sure this kind of thing never happens again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's a real determination out there. I don't think I don't think we have to worry about this being forgotten. You know, it's like oh well, you know, now it's all over, so these things aren't as pressing. I, I think there's a real focus on fixing things so that uh, this sort of thing can't happen again. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the meantime, uh, <laughs> speaking of the Georgia recount and what will happen with yeah, regard to the that, yeah. makeup of the Senate, 
one of the things that they're doing as part of this cynical cash grab right now is the concept is being floated around that the Republicans should just boycott the Georgia runoff, which is my favorite idea. Why don't they do that? I mean, please, please do. That's a neat trick. Try that one. Yeah, what could go wrong for them? I know. Uh, That's exactly it. And this is why I feel more confident, at least, not certain, but pretty darn confident that Democrats are going to win both of those Senate seats in Georgia. Mm. We need to keep donating money. We need to keep talking up the candidates. They are terrific candidates. Uh, But at the same time, uh, Republicans in Georgia have turned against uh, Brian Kemp, the governor. They have turned against... (laughs) They've turned against, they're yelling, Trump supporters are yelling at Kelly Loeffler, and they're yelling at at David Perdue, and they're yelling at RNC Chairman Ronna McDaniel. Uh, McDaniel and and the two Senate candidates, Loeffler and Perdue, would love to be telling their voters, Trump voters, mistake, uh, that uh, this is about saving democracy from the the evil socialist Democrats. Mm-hmm. If they if they could run on that, they could build up a Republican voter excitement and retain their seats in the Senate. But that's not happening. They're going. They're having rallies. Uh, especially Purdue goes to rallies, he goes to gun clubs, he goes makes various appearances, and while he tries to talk about the socialist Democrats, he's being ignored by the crowd who are shouting him down, saying, "What are you doing about to, to to help Donald Trump and to stop the fraud?" They're still focused on the election they've lost and are paying little to no attention to the Senate uh, election coming up. There's this anger, the backlash toward Republicans in Georgia, and then you come in with uh, also correct this uh, threatened boycott that's reached uh, hundreds of thousands of Republican voters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've, and, and this is the cost, this is the price of associating yourself so closely with Donald Trump. This is the cost of, of the Trump campaign and the Republican Party becoming one. That's right. And at all at the same time, Buzz, what they're doing is they're talking about how if mail-in votes continue as a way that we can cast right. our ballots in elections, that Republicans are just going to keep losing. I mean, that's what we're hearing all over Fox news channel all over uh, uh, red hat twitter and so on said oh yeah these mail-in ballots that means re- republicans are just going to keep losing election after election after election and you know what i'm cool with wow. that um you know what they could do uh, to counter that is to actually say hey trump supporters hey republican voters why don't you vote by mail too but they can't do that because donald trump has just spent an entire right. year saying how it's flawed and it's yeah. a scam and all the rest of it so they're and they're falling into that trap again buzz right here with the georgia runoff because right. there's mail in voting thing. for the georgia runoff as well so yeah it is it is the same thing they have not just uh, trump has not just damaged democracy yeah. trump and by they i mean the republicans who have stood with trump uh either by remaining silent or by uh, joining him in uh, these claims of fraud mm-hmm. uh, that are obvious lies. Uh, so they, they've tied themselves so closely to this, they're, they're going down with the ship at yeah. this point if they, if they keep hanging on. There's a backlash against Republicans by Trump voters mm-hmm. uh, indicating a real rift in the Republican voter base. What they're going to do is maybe start proposing the concept of Donald Trump starting his own political party. Another idea right. that I'm totally cool with, if they want to split the Republican vote with the Trump party and the whatever the remains of the Republican party are, I'm totally on board with that. Please go knock yourselves out. That's fine with me. It's just more fun for us. 
Yes, indeed. So, but with and and with Trump leading the way, leading them on as their shepherd. With Trump, yeah, Trump as my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, they they have bought into this whole thing that you can't trust uh, the voting system. You can't trust the Dominion counting machines, the, the Dominion voting machines. Yeah. And and uh, poor was it? Uh, what's the guy's name? Brian Raffensperger or something like that? The Secretary of State in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raffensperger, something I believe is it. Uh, he uh, well, he's kind of a good guy. He's a Trump supporter. He voted for Trump. He donated to Trump. But he stood up for democracy, as yeah. some local Republican officials across the country have done, including Republican legislators that Trump had hoped would help him overturn the election results. Mm-hmm. So God bless them. You know, they we appreciate them standing up for country over party, and uh, quite a few of them actually did, and may have saved us a, a great deal of grief uh, in this. Uh, saved from a constitutional crisis, really. Yeah. But but by condemning these voting machines and condemning the system, they can never vote legitimately again. So it, it raises a question as to the value of of uh, any kind of a Trump campaign or any kind of a separate party, yeah. for that matter, going forward. They think the machines were programmed by a dead South American dictator. <laughs> See, that right there, that plus uh, Dominion, plus right. uh, you know mail-in voting, these are all things in which... Donald Trump and his red hats are just naming nuts. They're just right. rattling off a list of things. We used to do this thing with Alex Jones, where Alex Jones, if he wanted to sound conspiratorial without saying anything specific, he would just start listing the names of villains like Bechtel, Raytheon, and Bilderbergs, <laughs> or Trilateral Commission, and just going on through the list of just random names that he's plucked out of his head that sounds sinister. That's what Donald Trump is doing right now, just screaming, uh, Dominion, and oh, look at Milwaukee, and oh, look at, look at Philadelphia. And look at this. And it's just, it's nothing specific. It's, it's just, here's the name of a pot. We're going to frame this name as a boogeyman. Dominion, boogeyman. It's, <laughs> Raffensperger's first name is Brad, not Brian. I apologize for that. Brad Raffensperger, this poor schmuck, has tried to <laughs> talk. He's tried to talk to his fellow Republicans and yeah. said, look, the Dominion voting machines you voted on, we went back and recounted all of the ballots by hand, uh, the demands of your boy Donald, and we found that the numbers matched almost perfectly. Mm-hmm. We found no evidence of any vote tampering or anything wrong because it all matched the handwritten ballots. Yeah. We checked them all, every single one. Uh, furthermore, the ha- the uh, verification of the hand ballots, he said, are, are then processed by other Dominion machines, and you know, so. But again, I think Brian, what Brad Raffensperger is finding out is what uh, Democrats have known for the past four years: is you can't talk to these people. They don't, they're not interested in facts or truth. No, uh, they 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 know how they feel, and that's all they care about. That's right. And meantime, did you see this story? In fact, Rachel talked about it. I think as part of her A Block last night with uh, the Arizona Governor Doug Ducey. Not no relation yes, to Steve yeah. Ducey from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he has been pestered relentlessly by not only the vice president, but also by Donald Trump himself, calling him on his personal cell phone to the point where Ducey had to change the ringtone to whenever the White House calls to have hail to the chief playing. And so yesterday, while he was certifying the vote in Arizona, during the hearing, 
His phone started ringing and Hail to the Chief was playing. Donald Trump was calling him to pester him during the mm-hmm. goddamn vote certification. More, more than pester. Donald Trump yeah. was calling to stop him. Right. Donald right. Trump was calling to, 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 to stop him before it was too late, and it was already too late. Raffensperger wanted Hail to the Chief yeah. as a ringtone on his phone. He <laughs> wanted people to know when the President of the United States was calling him, because yeah. back then, he and Trump were good buddies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that all changed when uh, Ducey certified the results of Arizona's election. That's right. Well, you know me. I want to know, will future presidents, will future specifically Republican presidents, engage in this same kind of bullshit where they're pestering governors, they're pestering boards of canvassers? I would love to know the exact details. I would love to have a readout of some of these phone calls. What is Donald Trump saying? Because already... The rumors are coming out, Buzz, from Uh, the White House. I mean, the uh, calls are coming from inside the House in which uh, they're comparing Donald Trump to Mad King George. Like He's just wandering around the White House, I guess, talking to paintings once again, just mumbling to himself, I won, I won, I won. The White House staff is getting concerned Uh that Donald Trump has lost his spadoinkle once and for all. And certainly we've heard these kinds of stories in the past. But now it seems like it's starting to really... um, manifest as being a a public story as being an actual thing that maybe we should be a little concerned about i don't know well i you know i I apologize for laughing there at the beginning but (laughs) but you said future republican presidents and i (laughs) i just had a you know i thought well maybe you know i don't know that doesn't seem likely but uh sure i uh you know i i don't know i i i think I think most people know, uh, a voting majority certainly knows mm. that uh, this is not how a president behaves. So I'm not sure this sort of character will, um, you know, be an immediate threat to yeah. us in the immediate future. I, I, for one, I'm not ready to think about four years from now yet. Yeah, I want to. I want to get Biden into office. I want to get the Senate, the what I believe will be a democratically controlled Senate, in into uh, into seating. And, uh, you know, then then maybe we need to begin to look at some of those things. But, uh, you know, just not a not a concern of mine at this point. Um, And I just don't think and I think if if some of those steps are taken Mm -hmm. by the Biden administration and by uh, Congress, uh, we can prevent a lot of that behavior in the future. It's interesting because I remember a few weeks back. You talked about oh, you were a little concerned about uh, Ivanka running or Donald Don Jr. running. I just saw I just saw a poll. Let me see if I have this on my phone here about what what Republican support is. And my contention at the time was that uh, the support for Trump is all about Trump. Yeah, uh, it, it's all about that cult figure, and that no one can really take his place you mm-hmm. know that that that, that yeah, i can't imagine anybody else stepping into that situation right bookmarks here we go here we go here's a a, a national republican primary poll without donald trump in the mix okay here here are some possibilities uh rick scott gets zero percent support <laughs> okay uh tucker carlson gets one percent mm. mike pompeo gets one percent tim scott gets two percent uh, Kristen Noem gets 2%. Uh, Tom Cotton gets 2%. DeSantis gets 2%. Rubio gets 3%. Kasich gets 3%. Ivanka gets 4%. Romney gets 5%. Nikki Haley gets 6%. Ted Cruz gets 7%. And Donald Trump Jr. gets 20%. Oh, my God. Not just, you know, not even one in five are, are willing to support any of these clowns. So I'm not worried about them coming back. I think... 
by four years from now, the country will be more clear. Uh, the um, the hangover will have worn off, yeah, I think, yeah. and and the country may be more clear eyed about uh, the good and bad, or just the bad, as it turns out, of Donald Trump. And, you know, I want to pick up on this topic, but during the post-mortem show, because I have some things to say about, um, there's an assumption, and I don't want to get into a discussion about it here in the free show okay. just yet, because, again, right. we're talking about four years from now. We're still Joe Biden hasn't even been inaugurated yet. And there's a lot of people who are assuming Joe Biden isn't going to run again, that he's not going to run for re-election mm-hmm. in four years. Oh, and yeah. and I just by way of a preview, I just want to say, stop assuming that. Assume right. that Joe Biden will run for re-election. Because as soon as you start... Okay, now I'm, now I'm getting yeah, my yeah, whole no, rant stop, about stop this. Stop here. Yeah, Bob yeah. will explain why he believes this in the post-mortem show today. That's right. So be sure and listen. It, it is, after all, Giving Tuesday. So... <laughs> Sure. If you're if you're feeling generous and there are podcasts you like, uh, please feel free to support them. That's right. BobSeskaShow.com, Patreon.com slash BobSeskaShow. If you'd like, $5 a month gets you the post-mortem show. Two of those every damn week. We just keep talking after the show's over, and we make that its own see, little thing. Yeah. See what I did there with the thing you wanted to talk about? I really do appreciate it. Is <laughs> is that a thing? Is this is it Giving Tuesday? Is that the, the theme is, for this it date? It is It is Giving Tuesday. We have uh, Cyber Monday Cyber and Monday. Giving Tuesday. Saturday was uh, a local shopping day, uh, okay. small business Saturday. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and then you have Monday, and you have uh, today is Giving Tuesday. Okay, what's uh, Wednesday? What's what happens tomorrow? Should should I brace for something that uh, I'll have to do tomorrow? Or am I going to be left out if I don't? <laughs> it's uh, tomorrow is Pardon Wednesday. Pardon Wednesday. Okay, yes. that's where Giuliani gets his pardon. All right. Well, we'll talk. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Meanwhile, the holiday season is the one time of year we all get to indulge in our favorite tradition that feel like a kid again. And no matter what you celebrate, everybody shares in the spirit of giving, whether it's giving gifts to our favorite people or spreading cheer to everyone around you. This year, give yourself and the ones you love an opportunity to look as young as the season makes you feel with Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet too. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results are going to last for hours so you can relax surrounded by loved ones knowing you're always looking your best. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and it's cheaper than a round of hot cocos for you and your loved ones. You can try a six application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal at checkout. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show.
yeah, this is I Hate You Just Kidding. One of my favorite band names. I always got to say it. I Hate You Just Kidding. Wow. This is a song called Fallen from their Constellations album. I Hate You Just Kidding.bandcamp.com. Yeah, we're doing our, uh, well, we started it last year, so this would be the second right. annual December in which we've played uh, all women recording artists, women vocalists, women recording artists, women bands, and so on, and featuring all the uh, women recording artists from the past year of uh, indie music here on the show. So, kicking things that off with song, them. Yeah. That song is so pretty and so soulful. Mm-hmm. I've made it uh, the ringtone on my phone when you call. <laughs> Thank you. See, yeah. no. See, you got to change it to Hail to the Chief. That's what I, I demand the adulation, the ego boost. Okay, so let's see. Uh, so it looks like, as we said uh, before the break, Rudy Giuliani is uh, likely to be pardoned. That seems to be the story that's been floated by the White House today, that Donald Trump will pardon Rudy Giuliani at some point before the inauguration uh, f- for future crimes, I assume. Maybe his part no. in the quid pro quo with Ukraine. What? Uh, a blanket pardon, and uh, Trump would not be the first president to issue such a pardon. I don't have all of them in front of me, but I know that uh, certainly in the case of Gerald Ford and Richard Nixon, that was a pardon for any future charges. Yeah. Now, if Nixon had gone out and shot a guy on Fifth Avenue, he could <laughs> he could have been arrested and prosecuted for that. Yeah. So he was not pardoned for anything he might do. He was pardoned for anything he might be charged with I once see. he leaves office. Okay. So that that's how that works and they are legal. Perhaps they shouldn't be, although uh Jimmy Carter, I believe, used it to uh pardon uh, draft evaders. Yeah. Uh, before they had been charged, uh, to issue a blanket pardon to protect them from those charges. So, it, it, and that's a more proper use of mm-hmm. uh, of a blanket pardon like that. Uh, but yeah, it could happen. Well, I wonder if he's going to get pardoned for that spooge that was running out of his hair. You know, we, <laughs> no. we I think we only were able to talk about that on the after party before the vacation. So we haven't really talked about Giuliani's hair dye running down his right. face. Yeah, no, that happened, I think, Thursday night after your last show. Yeah, there it is. Of course yeah. it did. Of course it happened right after our last show. That's <laughs> But the way look, it you, know, you, got, you got hands down the pants, standing in front of a <laughs> porn store, uh, shoe polish or mascara running down the sides of his face, Rudy mm-hmm. Giuliani, saying uh, the most ridiculous, unsubstantiated things. Uh, it, it's hard to imagine a man willing to embarrass himself to that degree. And uh, now he's gone to Trump. Uh, I, I mean, we don't officially know who brought up the subject, but you know who brought up the subject. That's right. He w- went to Trump and he said, boss, <laughs> I think I might be in a little trouble with New York State. Could you just, you know, or I and first of all, I mean, a pardon from Trump won't protect Rudy from state charges. No. But uh, so I don't know what he has in mind. I don't know if the feds have been. I think the FBI was looking at Rudy uh, last summer uh, when they were looking at Lev Parnes and Lev and Igor, I believe. Is that, is that I've forgotten the guys' names. Yeah, now. Lev Parnas started DMing Kimberly for some reason. I mean, the, <laughs> the Lev Parnas. He That's was, cool. He was asking her to retweet some of his stuff to promote some uh-huh. of his uh, his tweets yeah. on Twitter, and he just kept. tweeting at her for some reason now (laughs) lev parnas has entered our lives here this is the most bizarre thing so and and so she had to actually tell lev parnas to stop dming her and she kind of yeah she kind of said i don't like you why would you please stop contacting me (laughs) lev Lev is intriguing i think it wasn't rachel who interviewed uh, lev parnas yeah 
And and I found him to be a sort of a charming and and remorseful for the really crappy things he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I you know I, I think if he's willing to redeem himself, uh, you know, but I mean he should still of course be charged and and uh, be punished for yeah. for the things that he did. But uh, I I feel like there's kind of a good likable guy in there somewhere. But uh, you know, back to Rudy Giuliani. I'm trying to decide whether Donald Trump chose Rudy Giuliani to head this uh, this effort with the uh, trying to toss out the election, trying to rig the election mm-hmm. here after the fact. I wonder if he chose Rudy because he doesn't really give a shit what happens legally. He's just this is all the cynical cash grab. Right. Or right. if he chose Rudy because no one else would do it. <laughs> I think also true. Both. Yeah. both. It's, yeah, I think it's, it's both. both okay. Right. Both. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. It is true that no one else, no other legitimate. I mean, he started out with a few legitimate law firms uh, uh, to represent him in court and challenging the elections. And when it became ridiculous and when it became obvious that there was no evidence. And as these lawyers, big time lawyers began to get laughed out of court, uh, ridiculed by judges, uh, they they all stopped. They said, we don't want to play anymore. And that just left Rudy. Uh, at that point, like I said, there was a point at which Trump really wanted to overturn the election results to protect himself from prosecution. Yeah. When it became clear that that wasn't going to happen, well, that's when you put Rudy in charge and let him run the circus from here on out. Mm-hmm. And uh, b- because, uh, you know, that, that part has already been determined. Yeah. Well, something else that they're talking about, uh, there was a, you know, I was thumbing through my copy of uh, the Washington Times, as I normally do every uh, DC's the real newspaper. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Liddy. Um, Oh, yeah. By the way, did you notice that Tom Liddy, G. Gordon Liddy's son, Uh is now involved in the defense against... Donald Trump's lawsuits, or at least he was I in, I believe I it was Arizona. So somehow yeah. there, there is a, there's a good Liddy out there. Yes, uh, there is. Tom, Tom is a lawyer, and, and okay. uh, from what I've seen as well, uh, he appears to be on the right side of things. So uh, that's pretty exciting. It's very gratifying yeah. for those of us who had to endure Mr. <laughs> Liddy's radio show. That's right. So <laughs> I, did, I did news on that show at one point. And I was yelled at by G. Gordon Liddy one time yes. because of your goddamn David Letterman photo. Yeah. Buzz right. getting me in trouble with a Watergate burglar. <laughs> that's a that's one of my favorite stories of Bob, all time. He, yeah. he could have killed you with a drop of nicotine the size of a head of a pin. <laughs> I love every single G. Gordon Liddy story. Every tall tale. Everything down to how Mrs. Liddy would make a chocolate cake frosting that you could snap like a twig. I mean, you want to know? You want to know what's wrong with Bob and me? Well, this is it. This, is, this goes back to we 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 were traumatized by a Watergate burglar in our youth. So you had in your newsroom a, and I'll get back to the Washington Times here in a <laughs> I'm second. Sure you will. You had in, in your newsroom something that was really goddamn cool. It was an eight by ten black and white photo of David Letterman that was autographed by uh-huh. David Letterman, and it was framed. Right. It was up on your newsroom wall. The uh, radio studio, the air studio at WJFK, uh, had a giant window that would look into your newsroom. So right. where Liddy was sitting in the air studio. He could see out of his peripheral vision the David Letterman photo on the The wall. The gap-toothed smile of David Letterman. That's right. (laughs) That's right. And so I'm there. I used to get into to JFK uh, when I was interning for you, Buzz. Uh, I used to get in relatively early. I'd get there about 8.30 in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning somehow. And uh, I'd be there tearing stories off the AP wire or something, getting things prepped for you. 
and in walks G. Gordon Liddy, Watergate mastermind G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> and he says to me, high pockets. He used to call me high pockets because I'm, right. I'm tall. tall. Um, yeah, it was either stretch or high pockets. Was, he's really creative with his nicknames. Um, he said, high pockets, take that photo down of that guy smiling when there's gap tooth <laughs> smile. I said, oh, you mean Buzz's photograph of David Letterman, Mr. Liddy? Yes, take that down. It's distracting. So apparently during his show, in which he spent the first hour reading the newspaper, literally, he would sit for the first hour of his three-hour show. So one-third of his show was nothing but reading aloud the newspaper. And this 8 by 10 photo, which had to have been a good 12 to 14 feet away from him (laughs) was distracting to him. And so I said, I said, well, it's not my photo to take down. You'd have to talk to buzz or maybe Don Geronimo. And (laughs) that point, Liddy just makes a noise like this. And then turns around and walks out of the room. Like the penguin. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just like the, just like the penguin. (laughs) muttering something under his breath because he knows now he's opened a can of worms. Now it's going to be another episode of G. Gordon Luddy versus the Don and Mike show. And it was going to play out on air. So that was the, uh, that was the story. And then from that point forward, if I was in the restroom, if I was in the bath, and there was one restroom at WJFK that everyone used, including listeners that would show up in the lobby. (laughs) Right. So I'm standing there in the restroom at the urinal and who appears next to me at the urinal, but G Gordon Liddy. And I discovered that (laughs) I was so terrified that G Gordon Liddy was going to murder me Uh that I could not pee. I developed pee shyness. Thanks to (laughs) G Gordon Liddy. And though he didn't, and it was only when he was in the bathroom. I mean, if you're standing there at the urinal and, and the mastermind of the Watergate break-in who once burned his arm over, over an open flame, he bungled it. Yeah. Uh, He bungled, he bungled the break-in. Always remember that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I should have, I should have kept that in mind. I would have been less terrified, but I'm not, (laughs) I'm not afraid to admit something really embarrassing was induced by this guy who carried some sort of ninja blade in in a, a holster around his lower leg in lieu of actually being able to carry a firearm because uh, as a convicted felon, he couldn't carry firearms. So he would just right. carry this blade that I assume he could have just ripped my trachea out with one <laughs> swift motion, one smooth... I can sh- kill a man with a pencil. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, that makes me laugh so much. Okay, so where were we? We're we're, we're traumatized. Well, like G. Gordon Liddy, you were reading the Washington Times. (laughs) I was. I was reading the newspaper out loud. So the Washington Times posted a full-page ad today. A full-page ad in the Washington Times calling for Trump to declare martial law and, and therefore call for a new election. That's that's the level of desperation they've reached now. And by the way, it's not going to happen. That's never going to no. happen. I no. mean, in fact, the rumor right now, Buzz, is that the Republicans are really are getting ready to cut bait with Donald Trump in two weeks when the Electoral College <laughs> votes. I was laughing to myself about this earlier today because I do remember saying on this show, oh, two years ago, more than two years ago, <laughs> that uh, I said, just you watch. I said the Democrat. I said the Republicans. I'm sorry. The Republicans will abandon Donald Trump as soon as it becomes politically expedient 
or necessary for them to do so. Yeah. Well, Bob, that that finally came. Who knew it would be in the last uh, sixty days of this administration? <laughs> that's right. But 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 I do think that's here. And and because Trump has, uh, we were talking about this earlier, disparaged the election system and disparaged Republican officials and Republican candidates in Georgia. Uh, you know, this is this is something that the Republican Party will now pay for. This association is allowing themselves to become mm-hmm. the Trump Republican Party. Uh, that's worked out great for them up until now. Yeah. And now it's going to cost them the Senate. I'm, I'm certain that it will. Right. Uh, well, and along those lines, the great forgetting has begun. The great flip-flop on behalf of the congressional Republicans is underway, and it kicked off this week. Cornyn. In fact, it kicked off today with John Cornyn, and we're going yeah, yeah. to talk about John oh, Cornyn good. and the great forgetting right after these <laughs> words. <laughs> You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Oh yeah, this is recording artist Zanny. Z-A-N-N-Y is her name. And it's a single called Spent. It's the name of the song. Debuted on this show in May. And of course on the Indie Music Countdown at the end of that month. ZannyMusic.com is for Zanny. And also BobSeska.com slash music if you want to submit your songs to the show. And by the way, if you do, we're holding all new music until January. After the holiday break. Because we're playing all... Uh, Women recording artists from the past year. For the you know, for my month. money, for my money, uh, guys could just stop uh, making music and just let the women do it. <laughs> That's because, right. Uh, man, that is great. That's great stuff. I I have a lot of favorite women artists, and yeah. uh, you're adding to my list with the ones you're introducing. Yeah, and you know, the, uh, this past year, and <laughs> God help me, I forget exactly when it was I did this, but I watched the new documentary about the Go Go's. And, and it really made me appreciate the concept of focusing sure. more on women recording artists. I mean, no offense to the guys, of course. We play lots of guys, too. But I like to spotlight the women because I didn't really know this until I saw this documentary that the Go-Go's are the, I, I think, the the highest charting all-women band ever. Wow. 
And I'm shocked and a little disturbed by the fact that there haven't been more of those, more all-women bands who are charting as successfully as the Go-Go's. You have to go back to the 70s and 80s to find something like that, which is a shame. So, yeah. They're trying. They're trying. The daughter of Mm -hmm. uh, my business partner over at the Rail Network, uh, Mark Ronick's daughter, Maya, uh, when asked at a much earlier age what her goal was in music, she said, I want a, an all-girl band that's as big as the Beatles. Oh, that's right. And their, uh, the name of their band is... Uh, uh, Something really good. Carousel. It's Carousel. Car- that's, that's right. Thank you. Yeah, Thank Carousel. You. Yes, Based here in, uh, in Maryland. So, uh, yeah. Um, God, so much music. I can't, I can't wait for this goddamn pandemic to end so I can get out and see some live music. And speaking of female recording artists, I mean, Flying Jacob, who's going to make an appearance again this month, I'm sure, uh, they're just up in Baltimore. And so I'm just... One of my new favorites from this past year. I'm dying to see uh, Flying Jacob up in Baltimore as soon as this goddamn chaos is over. 45 minutes up the road. There you go. Well, okay, so moving along here. The Great Forgetting is underway. John Cornyn has uh, officially launched. Well, it's kind of two things happening at the same time. John Uh Cornyn was speaking on the floor of the Senate uh, this morning, and he said... I will not support any nominee who doesn't provide full transparency into their work on behalf of a foreign government. I will not do it. The American people deserve to know if these or any future nominees are beholden to anything other than our national interest. Go F yourself, John Cornyn. Who woke him up? Uh, you know, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, because you know that's what that's what's been going on with this administration all along. And, yeah. And uh, you know whether it's Ukraine or or Russia or the countries in between uh, or or to either side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know it, it's not surprising. It it goes back to that whole thing. No, I didn't. You did. You know. Yeah. It's it's that it's that routine again. And uh, no, we shouldn't let him get away with that or the other thing he's trying to pull. Well, and in the meantime, um, you would think, okay, well, the Republicans are going to hold off for a while, uh, jumping on anyone who uses Twitter, right? We're going to, we're, we're not going to do that because it's going to call attention to Donald Trump. But, but oh no, oh no, of course they're going after Neera Tandon for tweeting things that are polemical on Twitter. Heaven forbid that actually go on. So Neera Tandon, who's being nominated by Joe Biden to take over OMB, is now persona non grata. She is now the lightning rod for the conservative entertainment complex, the red hat entertainment complex. And you can't win them all. I mean, if uh, Democrats win the Senate, and I think they will, then that won't be a problem. If we don't, then... uh, uh, Nero Tandon and perhaps other nominees will fall by the wayside as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's part of the risk you take uh, when, when you nominate somebody or when you allow yourself to be nominated. It mm-hmm. it could be rejected. Um, you know, I, I there there are other candidates. I'm sure. I'm sure she's qualified. I, I know from her own personal upbringing, her own personal experience. I think she's qualified. Yeah. But uh, fortunately, she's not the only one. So. Well, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, they're, they're applying this hypocritical double standard uh, to uh, Democratic nominees that they would never dream of applying to Republican nominees. Well, wait until Sally Yates gets nominated for AG. Yeah, <laughs> That'll yeah, wipe any yeah. concern about near that's hand why, off the table. Uh, folks, that's why we have to win the, yeah. the Senate in, in Georgia, both of those seats. So, I, you know, it would be uh, also for Giving Tuesday might be a good day to give to John Ossoff and Reverend Warnock. So, uh, yeah, consider absolutely. that. Yeah. It's well, important. you know, the, the great forgetting, it seems like it's under. Yeah. 
underway yeah. now, but it's been underway for maybe since April of 2019, maybe since the beginning of the plot against Hunter Biden, because that is all based around the concept of nepotism, giving a family member. This is the accusation. I'm not saying this is actually the way it is, but this is all based around the accusation that, oh, we can't have that where someone in authority is giving their child something that they probably don't deserve. That's bad. What? Ah, stop it. Even Donald Trump is saying that without any self-consciousness whatsoever. Yeah, without- yeah we're not hearing that. We're not hearing that from Ivanka or Don Jr. or Jared <laughs> no. Kushner. Well, yeah. I mean, we're actually hearing it from them, too. They're they're actually in the process of saying the same. Well, Hunter Biden this and Hunter Biden. How did Hunter Biden ever get this job and earn that much money? And and who is saying this? That is the great flip-flop. That is the great forgetting. And that is going to be the newest. Uh, well, it's not new. It's something they've done before. But this is going to be the resurrected way that they own the libs for four years. As, One of the long, ways, yeah. as long as Donald Trump lives and breathes, he <laughs> will be the force that is followed by Republican voters. That's right. By the majority of Republican voters. And... Nobody has the power over those voters that Trump has. Mm-hmm. Without without him, uh, the, no Republican, uh, not Ivanka, not Don Jr., no Republican has the power to lead the party from there. Yeah. The, those voters, as they have demonstrated to the Senate candidates in Georgia, are interested in one man and one man only, and that's Donald Trump. That's exactly right. Well, meanwhile, this is some positive news. I was uh, Good. happy to hear this, and I was happy to troll Donald Trump about this on, on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, by the way, I would love it if just one day he would notice what I was tweeting at him. I would just, I, I would love that I to happen. I, I don't know if he does or not. I don't know if he looks at his mentions at all, but, uh, you know, it'd be gratifying. Clearly, <laughs> clearly he does some. He certainly yeah. looks at the trends, uh, but but I'm sure he sees some immediate responses to some of his stuff. Well, I at the very least, I hope he's seen this from whoever has tweeted it to him at uh, one point or another. But uh, Joe Biden is way more popular than Donald Trump is right now. Oh, yes, the latest yes. uh, Gallup poll, I'm sure you've seen it, Buzz, has uh, yep. what uh, Biden's favorability at 55 percent, while Trump's right. has dipped to 42 Right, Biden. Biden's up by six. Uh, Trump's down by three. Uh, so the gap has has widened there. Yeah. And you know, I, I knew this would happen. I, I sort of predicted this. You remember when I said, and you may have laughed aloud at the time when I said some folks are going to come around, uh, and and only a few have so far, but enough to move that needle. Uh, obviously, Bob, there's been some kind of change in the national feeling about about Joe Biden, and it is for the better. So you're right. This is very, very good news. It's yeah. A, it, it's a start. Right, right. I'm trying to square this with the fact that Donald Trump ended up with 10 million more votes than he got in 2016. So I know. Yeah, I know. So it's, but we, but, and although Republicans increased their turnout, Democrats increased theirs and increased it more. Yeah, absolutely. Well, meanwhile, Donald Trump has lost 124,000 Twitter followers while Joe Biden has gained 1,081,164 followers on Twitter, so <laughs> suck it, Biff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is the time over already? Yes, it is, but there's a lot more to talk about, and we're going to push True. all that crap over into the post-mortem show, as we were saying earlier. Uh, as soon as this music is done playing, we keep on talking. If you're only listening to the free show, when this music ends, 
there's nothing but silence. You're left there alone in your car or in your living room or at the gym with nothing to listen to. So what are you going to do? Well, here's what you got to do. You got to go over to bobseskashow.com. It's our Patreon page. If you want the more complicated URL, it's bo- it's patreon.com slash bobseskashow. And if you sign up for $5 a month right there, you got more stuff to listen to because Buzz and I are going to keep on talking when this music is done playing. And we call that the Postmortem Show. Post that every uh, Tuesday and Thursday on our Patreon page. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, firing squads. We're going to talk about Michael J. Fox. I, and I, you know, I teased this uh, before the first break. We got to stop assuming one term for Joe Biden. I got a little, oh, yeah. little bit of a rant about that coming up. That's topic A coming up. There you go. Meantime, Buzz Burbank news and comment every Thursday. It's going to be the best hour, hour and a half, two hours, five hours of news <laughs> that you get. <laughs> You get all week, depending on what's going down. So that is at uh, buzzburbank.com. Also, realmnetwork.com. That's R-E-L-M network.com. Also, everywhere you get your podcast. Thank you. It's a little over an hour, probably, uh, and we're down to six. I've got six more after today. Meanwhile, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network is your podcasting superstation, sexyliberal.com. For all of your favorite programs, make sure to give us all a uh, five-star rating and review on your favorite yeah. podcast platform while you're at it, including Buzz Burbank News and Comment, of course. And uh, let's see. That's it. I think that's, uh, I think that's just about, about it. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm hesitating here because I was about to preview our interview show for tomorrow, and I have not yet confirmed our guest for tomorrow. I have not It'll received that confirmation. Yes, it's going to be good. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be suspenseful because you, you might not know who it is. <laughs> It's uh, you're only gonna find out at the last minute because that's when I'm gonna find out. So we're all in the same boat together. Okay, that's it for the show. We will see you uh, on the Wednesday interview show, and then again on Thursday, and then again on Friday, and on and on and on and on into the holidays. Okay, take care, folks. Bye bye. I said he's the host. Don't ever talk to the host that way. The holiday season is the one time of year we all get to indulge in our favorite traditions and feel like a kid again. And no matter what you celebrate, everybody shares in the spirit of giving, whether it's giving gifts to our favorite people or spreading cheer to everyone around you. This year, give yourself and the ones you love an opportunity to look as young as the season makes you feel with Plexiderm. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet too. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results are going to last for hours so you can relax surrounded by loved ones knowing you're always looking your best. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and it's cheaper than a round of hot cocos for you and your loved ones. You can try a six application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash sexyliberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexyliberal at checkout. Thank you.